Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 162 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. We are so glad that you are here. We record these on Zoom, and I always try to throw Jen with how I ramp into these, and I just did it. You sound like a flight attendant. It's like, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 162. Please make sure your tray tables are in their upright positions. Oh my gosh. Guys, we love you. We're here for those three E's. We tell you every week. We want to entertain you, encourage you, and equip you. That's our hope as we come into this. And boy, do we have some good stuff for you today. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, We are going to share some resources with you because we always want to equip you for ministry. We are going to share some laughs uh, with prayer concerns. The most popular, (laughs) my favorite thing on the planet (laughs) is prayer concerns and the crazy stuff that people say. Uh, And then we're going to be sharing... Um, awesome conversation that we had with Tara Cruz. Um, she was formerly with Vertical and she's just doing a whole bunch of other stuff right now. And man, she dropped some fire. It was an incredible, incredible conversation that we got to have. But before we get to all of that, Brian, will you take just a moment and tell our listeners about our sponsor, Planning Center? Yes, I would love to. Uh, you know, we love Planning Center. They're undefeated revolutionized ministry for me. They have this new app called Church Center. We've been telling you about it. Uh, And it's a free app. You give your congregation access to this and uh, they can connect to the life of your church. They can check in their families. They can give, they can join groups. They can manage their personal profile information. They can register for events. And now they can even reply to their scheduling request for planning center services, which for all of us, that's kind of where we live, right? Yeah. Planning center services. So, uh, man, it's a game changer. They're changing the game again. They are the best. You can learn more at planningcenter.com slash church dash center. The best. So, Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you. Oh when I get the full first name, I'm always a little bit terrified. <laughs> Just <laughs> a little bit terrified. If I was to put a Rubik's Cube in front of you, number one, would you know what it is? Yes. Number two, could you solve it? Absolutely not. I don't think I've ever solved one in my life. <laughs> I can't. Twist I'm and turn and I get impatient. I'm like, nah. Yep. When I was a kid, I used to take the stickers off. And <laughs> rearrange them. them. <laughs> and rearrange them. And then there was this one kid, Kevin Sidehamel, on the school bus who, who could solve it like fast, really, really fast. Wow. And so every kid would line up with their unsolved Rubik's Cube. And give it to Kevin Sidehem. Wow. By the time we got to school, we all would have a solved one. I wonder what he's doing now compared to what I you're doing know. now, Brian. <laughs> Guess <laughs> I'll be a probably, worship leader. Exactly. <laughs> I see him like in a lab someplace <laughs> right. with a white coat and all kinds of stuff. Um, okay, so we're going to see each other pretty soon. Yeah. And we're going to see each other at Dwell Worship and Creative Conference. It's happening February 3rd, 4th, and 5th in the Valley in the of Smale. Yep. The Valley, the Valley of, of Smell. It's actually the Valley Phoenix. of the Sun, but that works. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. Guys, you got to join us here. It's going to be unbelievable. We've got so many people come. Jen, could you tell us a little bit about who's going to be there? Well, I mean, you and I are going to be there 
And that's I don't a, think really they need, enough. they don't need another reason. Like, I feel like we can just stop there because that should be enough. We're the showstoppers, right. clearly. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I know that uh, John Egan's going to be there. He put a little teaser video, too. Did you see that on uh, Dwell's so Instagram? John Egan. Dude is so cool. Uh, Andy Rozier's going to be there. Uh, John Cassetto. There's there's a whole lot of names lining up. I know that there's a songwriting session. I saw like a late night songwriting session with uh, Andy Cherry. So um, there is some good stuff. They they have jam packed this thing. So yes, they. Yeah. Who are the who are the hosts? Do you know? That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure that's me and you. I'm. <laughs> they have put all their eggs in this weird basket. Zoics. And uh, <laughs> guys, why would you do that? I don't know. Why would you do that? I don't know why. Um, they got a lot of faith. Okay, so yeah, so click the link in our bio. Yep. You can use our discount code WLP Dwell. Save a little money mm-hmm. and join us. Join, join us. us. Uh, February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, another thing we want to invite you to is Monday, January 24th, 1 p.m. Eastern time, Instagram live on the Worship Leader Probs uh, account. I'll be there with Papa Gorley. We are announcing the winner of season three of Free Church AV. They're announcing their uh, finalists this week. Wow. Uh, make sure you hit up the socials at Five Words Media uh, and check those out. Uh, some church is going to get 200 grand worth of AVL gear. Mm. That is game changing stuff, man. And so super proud of our friends at, uh, at five words media. And so tune in January 24th, 1 PM Eastern time live on the worship leader probs, Instagram. No joke. That's no joke. No joke. But you know, it is a joke. What? Actually it's truth. Um, but we laugh at it like it's a joke, <laughs> Brian. I think it's time for prayer concerns. You guys, you know, <laughs> this section, it gives me life. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. If it's just for me, we're going to keep doing it. So you guys are the stars. You're the writers. Actually, the p- people in your congregation are the writers, but you are the conduit with which the information is shared. It's and a much better way to frame that. it than right. you're the victims of these vicious attacks, <laughs> these tacky people. Conduit makes so, it so much more positive. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, it's a little spin here on the podcast this week. Um, so here's the deal. People in your churches, they have lots of ideas, opinions, mm-hmm. thoughts, feedback. Yep. They, they might give you these in your live stream chat. They might jump on YouTube and hit you with a comment. They might fill out a Google or a Yelp review. They might use your connection card and they're going to tell you what they think exactly of the job you're doing. Uh, people send these in anonymously. Uh, you can do that at worshipleaderprobs.com. Just click on the prayer concerns tab and you can submit yours. We'll never share your name or your church's name, but we do share these uh, prayer concerns on the podcast every week and we have a lot of fun with it. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. Um, you don't play acoustic guitar, so you aren't a real worship leader. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, in the Psalms, some of my Psalms are the favorite ones where it's like a Psalm of David on the acoustic guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Not a harp. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Come on, guys. Oh, gosh. We got we, almost 50 years between us and you don't play guitar, do you? Or do you? Uh, no, I dabble in it. Not much. Yeah. I own a guitar, but I do not play a good guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I tried. Got good enough for like fail. one song around a campfire when everyone's like burning their secular music back in the... I have a really mean G major chord. Like oh, I can okay. play that thing and it... 
rocks. You just yeah, hang on that. It's real hang smooth. On that G. <laughs> it's real smooth. All right. Number two, prayer concern. Number two, after a service where we sing a quote, new song, I was informed by a choir member to give them notice when we were going to sing one of those new songs. What was the new song? Be Thou My Vision. <laughs> and that is a hymn that's probably hundreds of years old. I would guess, I'm just guessing. <laughs> Maybe it's new to them. Rock, I don't know. <laughs> you to bring one of those new ones out, man. Give me some notice. Put the, attach a file in MP3 on a... planning center for me. Jeez. YouTube video. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Okay. Prayer concern number three. Uh, This one's a little bit of a back and forth, which, you know, I, I always kind of like, okay. So it says the congregate, the congregant is referred to as them. Okay. Them. We didn't sing a hymn this week. Me. We did. It was them. You didn't ask us to open up the hymnal. Me. Well, yeah, because the words were on the screen. Them. Yes, but you didn't ask us to open up the hymnal. <laughs> Doesn't count. You didn't ask them to open up the hymnal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, did they not put two and two together on their own then? Oh, yeah, look not, at the man. screen. This is right, a hymn. Yeah. I'm going to open it's the hymnal. Right up there. I'm going to open the little glossary, find it. <laughs> Maybe it's too much work. Yeah, exactly. Too much work. Spell it out for me. Crack the book yourself, man. <laughs> right? All right. Number four, prayer concern number four. Uh, we have, quote, sign me up cards uh, that have different ministries where people can select if they're interested in serving. And one field says other. We had a person who filled out the other spot with lead pastor. <laughs> I haven't even shown the lead pastor this card yet. Someone's out for his job. <laughs> <laughs> lead pastor. The audacity. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That's a bold move. That is. That is. Yeah, I want to serve. bold move. (laughs) Lead pastor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What are you thinking? Maybe in the cafe? Yeah. You want to serve in the prayer ministry? Nope. Lead pastor. That's what I'm after. (laughs) Put me down for the LP. Oh, gosh. Good night. All right. Here's the last one, the bottom of the pudding cup prayer concern number five. I got handed a note last night after an acoustic prayer service that compared my guitar playing to something out of a pagan ritual. So our friends, our, our friends on the acoustic guitar, taking it on the chin. Man, they are. They're what? just getting a little. Getting <laughs> How beat would they up know what a pagan ritual? I'm <laughs> exactly. Like, red like, flag. <laughs> when was the last time you were at a pagan ritual? <laughs> right. And how many acoustics were there? Yeah. Gosh. Doesn't really seem like a pagan. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. doesn't yeah, it doesn't really seem. The, the, aren't the drums the demon portal? I was. <laughs> that was from yeah, what we've snare heard. Drums, yeah. Yeah. From what we heard. drum was the demon portal. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So fam, those are prayer concerns. Keep them coming. Uh, you can send those to us anonymously at pray, at worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the prayer concerns tab. You can also DM those to us on Instagram. Well, guys, we had a, dare I say, a barn burner. Mm. Don't, don't be thrown by the I old man terminology. Your old Jen. vernacular. I- we, had a, we had a barn burner <laughs> of a conversation uh, with Tara Cruz, former member of Vertical Worship. Uh, just honestly, I'll be straight up with you. One of my favorite worship leaders. So let's dive right into our conversation with Tara Cruz. Well, 
Well, the Worship Leader Props podcast is thrilled to have Tara Cruz here, formerly of Vertical Worship. Uh, this is somebody we've been wanting to talk to for a long time. So Tara, thank you for taking time to join us. Oh, I'm super excited to be here and to hang out. Oh man, I'll, I'll say this. I've said it to you already. One of my favorite worship leaders. And I'm not just saying that. Thank you. Thank you. Really, I, 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 he yeah, it. love it. I, I, I know it really means a lot. I, I don't know what else to say except thank you. But, but from my heart, I'm telling you that, that it, it's, it's an honor. So, but all I can say is like, all I can do is freeze and say, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, no. That's awesome. So Tara, how um, is your family? How have you all weathered the last couple of years? 2020 feels like like an era. It's like we're it's still 20, going. It's we're still, still going. In 2020. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's been it's been interesting. I you know I kind of liken it to hitting every branch as you you know come crashing down from the top of the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we we you know from from family perspective. I mean, we really had some challenges um, and uh, God really had to sort through that. I think this is the year of counseling for like everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. So we, um, so we all had all of us just, we needed to get a little bit of care to sort of sort through what was going on because it was so traumatic. I mean, we all can, we all can probably come up with a story or two. Um, and, uh, we, so I was living in Chicago in city proper, and then that moved us out to Aurora, which is a suburb. It's for all of us, like generation Xers, it's Wayne's world. So yeah, man. not anyone, no, no one else. Like they just sort of look at me like, <laughs> um, but, but that was really good. It kind of helped us, you know, all kind of get uh, a nice little reset going and, um, you know, we had, we had challenges. There's challenges going on in the world, challenges going on, you know, just adjusting to family, family issues, you know, with the, with the COVID lockdown and then, you know, issues going on church or just all of these different worlds that were, um, difficult. And the thing though, that I have found is that I would have not gone through it. I would have, I would have, if someone were to say, would you have avoided all of those things? I would have I'll say no, because I, and, and I've had a lot of, um, I've had a lot of opportunity for struggle and suffering in my life, you know, and all of those moments and events in my life that have been hard have all been used for good. I'm a walking testimony of the fact that God uses all things for good for those who love him and, and who are called according to his purposes. So, um, the, this whole COVID uh, era has deepened my faith, deepened my uh, clarity and discernment, my love for God. Um, it's, it, you know, uh, it has separated my my soul, my heart from like it's peeling worldliness and the worldly attachments that I had, the things that I, I go for relief from from the worldly standpoint. And it's now, I feel like I'm going through a, a purification process. That's not easy. It's hard, but how valuable is it, especially as a person who leads worship? So mm, mm, mm. yeah, 
every branch on the way down. Every branch <laughs> is a lesson. <laughs> and I don't know if I've hit the bottom yet or, you know, just so, but yeah, <sighs> lots of, lots of changes. You're like, God, can't you make it a palm tree just for, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> right. with exactly. a breeze. <laughs> just- <laughs> Because <laughs> I fall into the white soft right. <laughs> bask in your glory. <laughs> the right. beach of no, your presence. It's like a nope. dying oak tree and all of the little branches are just sort of, you know, anyway. But all good things. All good things. So Well, you guys um you guys have been through it uh in Chicago and with lots of things at the church and all kinds of stuff. And so um, I want to let you unpack as much of your story as you mm-hmm. want to unpack for us. We'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about, um, you, you know, we, we know you as a worship leader an incredible singer, all those things. I'd love to hear, um, you know, your story, what, what led you into ministry? What led you to vertical worship? Like, uh, tell us a little bit about your story. Okay. Well, I'll try not to take three hours of your time because <laughs> there's a lot. I'll try. Uh, but I, you know, my story is, um, I, I grew up in church world. I grew up, we all, you know, but it was a Presbyterian upbringing. Um, my parents were both the music. We, I have to say this because I'm, I'm a proud, uh, Californian. I grew up, I grew up most of my time here in Chicagoland, but I was born in California. So I have to say that I'm very proud of that. Um, it's much more interesting. (laughs) Uh, So when my family moved from California, we moved up to the Aurora area and, uh, we started attending a Presbyterian church there. And I, you know, I grew up with, um, I had, I was singing at a young age. I was singing in front of larger audiences at like the age of five. So I kind of was one of those weirdo kids that was singing young. Um, and, uh, my, my parents are both musicians. So they were always tasked with the music at the churches that we, we kind of, I think we, we were at three different churches throughout my childhood. And, um, I, I remember growing up, you know, being the kid that, or really the person that would sing the solos. And I, you know, it, I, it's, and I don't want to, you know, speak disparagingly of the churches growing up, but I never, we never knew what worship was. We just got up and we sang sort of the popular songs, a couple hymns here and there, and we sat down and that was it. So my awareness of worship growing up, even though I was in church world, music world was not at all. I didn't know anything. And in my story is when I hit the teen years, I just, you know, I, I was the kid that just had to go and again, hit every branch on the way. My mom calls it the two by four method. So I had to make a whole bunch of terrible decisions until I got hit over the head with the two by four. Um, so that really like my teenage years, my early twenties, I completely, I, I don't, I don't want to say I walked away from faith, but I, I let, I lived my life in a way that was not fruitful or representative of a Christian. I was doing, you know, all of the, all of the, all of the things that you would imagine a wild kid would do. And, um, those choices in my early twenties, I had some pretty life altering consequences and, um, I found myself pregnant and young and, um, it, in, in that place, I think that, you know, my parents were really trying to bring me or they were really praying for me. In fact, 
um, side note, just a little rabbit trail. Um, now that I'm back in Aurora and, you know, kind of in the community, I've had a couple people, oh, Tara, I remember you, we were praying for you. We thought you were going to go to jail. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so, but you know, my parents were really, they were, they were praying for me and they were, um, they were looking for a church. They were wanting to go deeper. They they heard Walk in the Word, James McDonald. That brought them to Harvest. They they invited me to come. At that time, I was living with a boyfriend, and you know, I it just they, everything in my life was just was just not in a good place. And um, when I walked into Harvest, even in it was like two thousand two, when I walked into Harvest. The worship and the the way that God's um, the you know the word was preached was so captivating to me because I had never experienced that before. I mean, like it it really is living and active. And even as someone who was not living a Christian life, I was like, I I want more. So from that point on, I started going to church every Sunday, and um, I. Was it was, it was like two thousand. That was two thousand two. By two thousand four, by the time I had gotten pregnant with my first daughter, you know, now I'm single, pregnant, in desperation, rock bottom. Um, I give my life to Christ. And that was August of, or no, that was uh, June of two thousand four. My daughter was born August of two thousand four. In that whole like realm of making terrible decisions, when I got pregnant, I just I, I felt like the best thing to do was to marry the guy, and you know, it, as that all kind of imploded, and as I gave my life to Christ, that marriage totally fell apart, and he he left me. Um, but that opened this new door, and I started going to Bible study, and um, and 2005, I started getting plugged in, you know, with, with the community, which is really important. So in 2005, I joined the choir at Harvest, and uh, yeah, it was 2005, and that is how I started serving at church. It was in the choir, and um, the first, after I was in the choir for a few months, the first thing that I was asked to do, I kid you not, Tara, uh, would you be interested in um, singing If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher? Would you do a Cher impression? <laughs> or the, oh yeah. So the first solo I've ever done at Harvest Bible Chapel was Cher's If I Could Turn Back Time. And I was nice. completely, yeah, it was the theme of the women's ministry. And I was kind of a funny thing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my, my, and the thing that like in the worship leader, like world that I, I am, I'm proud of was that I didn't just go to college and be a worship leader. I, I really am able to relate from, you know, uh, the volunteer perspective of joining the choir, being on the vocalist team, serving every weekend and letting it be a service. And so for years I served in that capacity. And, um, and as, as, as time went on, they called me into new roles. I, I remember, the, um, one of the two, the both worship leaders that were leading that weekend, uh, decided to go to Starbucks and they got in a car wreck. <laughs> oh, man. And, and so it's like, all right, uh, you, <laughs> sing, sing the song, you know, I mean, these are kind of, it's just interesting how God worked in those situations. Of course, I was terrified because I don't know the song. I have to learn it. And, you know, but that's how it just was that faithful service. Um, 
And then I think it was 2000, around the 2012, when, I don't remember all the dates, but the first album was Vertical. I wasn't on that one. I was on the one after. But that recording day, I was asked, you know, would you be a part of the worship team kind of more officially like staff contract? And so, you know, I've been there for, I've been to Harvest for 20 years and served in multiple ways on the worship team. And, um, you know, Vertical came sort of at the tail end of that, but it was like a 10 year, 10 year span with Vertical. And uh, I'll never forget. Um, and, and, you know, in, in my personal life too, I had a whole bunch of really, really hard things happen also, you know? And so I'm, I'm dealing with it. Like God is shaping me. He's chiseling at me. He's reestablishing who he is, who my, what my identity is. I'm a image bearer of Christ. I, I, I just needed to be really reconstructed and God did all of that. Um, I remember, uh, it was one night we were all, there was a, I think Paul Balash was there and his wife, Meredith, um, who I love so much, a couple other people. And they were all talking about their stories and they were all wonderful stories, but I left feeling really discouraged. I felt like, man, I missed, I had so many opportunities to do the right thing. And much of my life in those years spent screwing around. So I left really discouraged, but the Lord, I felt like the Lord talked to me that not audibly, but in my spirit, you're going to be known by your faithfulness. And I, I received that and, and just like, I'm going to serve you and I don't need to be known by all of these other successes. I'm just going to serve you. And it really, Mm -hmm. that really did kind of come full circle in, in my time at Harvest, you know, so a sort of an abridged version of my story. Oh. But yeah, there's a lot. Boy, may that be said of all of us, you know, mm-hmm. that we would be known by our faithfulness. Mm-hmm. That's a, what mm-hmm. a great word. You know, you mm-hmm. shared some really uh, vulnerable parts of yeah. your story. Mm-hmm. And I have, a, I have a little bit of a question for you. Oh, here I go, mm-hmm. Brian. I'm going off the cuff. Yes. Um, you know, the bride of Christ is beautiful, but sometimes she's got some warts. And sometimes, yeah. you know... <laughs> fellow believers can treat our testimonies and our stories as reasons mm-hmm. to disqualify, to not use us, to label mm-hmm. us unworthy, that sort of a thing. And so I'm just mm-hmm. curious in your story, if, if you had to walk through any kind of difficulty like that, if you've had to wrestle with your calling in the light of going, okay, God, this is my story. I know mm-hmm. you can still use me. I know in my head you can still use me, but at the same time, a lot th- there can be that wrestling. Have you had to kind of walk through that? Absolutely. Um, I've had people, you know, sometimes these, these, it comes in the form of, of people questioning, you know, coming up to me and saying, well, how and why and who and, um, and, and, and honestly, it didn't, it didn't take me off track. You know, I was in those moments when you're, you're kind of like a lamb to the slaughter. And you know, at those, I was young, I was young in my faith. I'm young in this world. I'm young in this like worship ministry leadership, you know? So I'm entrusting a lot of like what I know to these people who they, they're, they know more than I do, you know? And so when they do question me, I question me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but God was very clear on my trajectory because 
I never, I never had to fight for any opportunity. I was, it was like, there's no one else put Tara in. There's no one else put Tara in. So what that, what that, how that helped me was that it's clear that God is going before me and orchestrating these things. I've had to pray God, you know, well, and now there's, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right? Like that is, that is the mantra of my life. And quite honestly, now, um, I, I am so grateful for my testimony because it has, it is, it doesn't belong to me. God gave me my testimony. It does not belong to me. And so he has given me opportunities to share and encourage people who are going through or have gone through things who have put, you know, like who've heaped shame on themselves, who've been cornered by hopelessness. And so, so that's the, that's the beauty of it. And, you know, when you think about all of the, all of the people that God used in the Bible, I mean, murderers, adulterers, right. hot messes, right? Yeah. Um, so it, so at, as I grew in my knowledge of God, as I grew in, in my relationship, all of that, I had much more, um, like a holy confidence. I didn't, it was like the peace of Christ. It's totally ruling my heart in this area. Um, and, um, I, you know, ever, ever since, even, even now I'm like, God, I, if, if you want me to be done tomorrow, today, let, let me, I'm here. Um, which that, you know, coming to that, coming to that mindset is not an easy thing, but, you know, mm. to answer your question, I, um, yeah, I, here I am. I'm an open book. You ask me, I'll tell you. Um, and I am here to allow those things to be an encouragement many people. So, yeah. yeah. Two really powerful things. You know, you basically said so live good. surrendered and let God, let God right. fight the battle and make the that's wins for you. Right. That's right. right. Because that's we're, you know, if we're, if we're thinking that our lives are anyone's life is, is, um, <laughs> put together, right. we're deceiving ourselves <laughs> at this right. point, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So true. So I'm sure you carry a lot of stories with you from vertical. Is there anything funny or memorable mm. that you feel comfortable sharing? There are so many stories. I actually called Lauren today and I said, <laughs> what? I can't even place them because there are so many funny stories. I, I wanted to like pull up the text threads to, to see if I could do. <laughs> uh, we, we were always um, laughing. We were always laughing with each other. That was one of the, the best things about traveling with one another. I mean, there was, there was, a, and she, I told her, I told her to text me the story that I couldn't remember. And she never texted me. I'm going to tell her, no. you never texted me. <laughs> um, something that, like recently that was just, that was so, I mean, okay. Well, there's the mistakes on stage, like the really terrible ones. There were the <laughs> kind of the funny, um, you know, you always get the little, like, you know, the lights attract, you know, a few bugs kind of thing. And so like, we would have, we would put a microphone kind of at the front of the stage and it was like an open mic night. And, you know, the, the, the story, the things that would be spoken on the mic were just, I mean, I don't even know if I can share it. You'll edit it. I'll share the story. I'll share the story. If it's not good, you can edit it out. Um, one of my favorite, favorite stories, we had an open mic night and we just wanted, I can't remember what, like, the the thing that they were supposed to say on the mic it was like Jesus has done this I don't know it was such a long time ago <clears throat> but we, you know we're having these people come up and share and, and some of this you know most of the stories are really powerful and encouraging and then a couple of them just went like 
down. And, you know, you always get the the one person that goes like for 20 minutes and you can't get them on stage. (laughs) This guy, this poor guy, um, again, you can totally edit the story out if this is offensive (laughs) to anybody. I don't want it to be offensive. Um, (laughs) This guy comes up and starts sharing uh, a story about his cat having stomach cancer. And he goes on in detail of the tumors in the cat and, and needing prayer for the cat's tumors. And it just became this like complete, I mean, he was going on for 20, 20 minutes mm-hmm. and we couldn't figure off like an on-ramp or an off-ramp. And um, all of us are trying not to laugh because some of the things that he's saying are so preposterous and I'll never forget I probably, you should probably edit this out, but it's a, <laughs> Andy has the mic here and Jake leans over to tr- just sort of give Andy like a heads up. This guy, I think has a mental handicap, but he said it on the microphone. Oh, <laughs> oh no. No. Yes. Yes. In the meantime, I mean, oh, that was, no. I, yes, oh, no. edit that one out. Oh no. All of it was like well-intentioned, but it was because we were like, you know, Eddie, Eddie at the the keyboard was like, he looked dead at this point because he was playing the same. Um, uh, So that was a funny story, Uh, man. I, I am like, I'm like blanking on some of these. One of the, one of the um, funny moments I would like was when they left Kyle Smith at the restaurant by accident, like <laughs> Home Alone style, when he was getting a hat, they completely forgot him. Lauren and I were talking in the green room. We're having this really great conversation with this other woman. Kyle's just calling her, calling her, calling her, calling her. He didn't have a cell phone, so he's calling from the restaurant. She keeps declining. She keeps declining. He keeps declining. The guys walk in, and where's Kyle? <laughs> it's like Home Alone. <laughs> they completely left him at the restaurant. Oh, um, the the amount of the amount of missed flights, the amount of um, I mean, we, we had so much fun on the road. Uh, we went whitewater rafting once and I think Robert and Josh, they all thought they were going to die. I thought that was great. Um, (laughs) we, yeah, I, man, I'm sorry. There, let's see. Those are great. That's great. Yeah. There's so, there's so many, but we loved, we loved to laugh. Um, we then we uh, we were snowed in once in Buffalo, New York. That was oh, that was interesting. We had we had great uh, uh, great experiences on outcry. That was fun. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. I was like, I groundbreaking material, right? No, no. The yeah, open awesome. mic though. That is is that oh, not man. the most terrifying situation yeah. though? Like in church, the the uh, the yes. open mic situation, and, and it's one of those things where you're like, you know, you're not supposed to be laughing. So then, the harder you try to not laugh, it, just the funnier it is. <laughs> so, well, I can relate to that there, one. <laughs> there was there was one there was one again that I don't know if I can. Some of these are so funny, and but they're so bad. Um, there was a girl who was sharing her testimony. And she was like an MC. So she had a, um, one of those like countrymen mics and she shared a testimony, but she shared a part of her testimony that she didn't want to share. That was way too vulnerable and graphic for the audience. And Mm -hmm. as she gets off stage and she doesn't, we don't, they don't turn off her mic, but her her mic's not off in the house that her mic is on in our ears. So (laughs) as we're singing found in you, She's like, I shouldn't have said 
these that she starts talking about the content that in and in graphic like detail while we're singing funny you we're listening to her talk i mean oh my, oh my goodness stuff like that where you can't like you can't bring it up to anybody but you ha- yeah oh, you man. just <laughs> um so no, we can had you good- tell us uh can you tell us what you've been up to then these days so yeah, I stepped down from my position after after I stepped down from vertical. It was sort of clear that God was doing something different, and um, you know, I I love all of the Harvest team. But I I was like, I needed to I needed to make a clean cut, um, partially because it was really kind of the season where I feel I felt like I needed to have flexibility in my life and my family with my schedule. Um, and also because I had a stirring in my heart to do some different things related to the thing that's on my heart, which is women's ministry. Mm. Um, so when I, when I stepped down, that was in November, I, um, I left, left my job and then I was like, crap, I have to make an income. (laughs) So maybe I shouldn't have, maybe it was not, you know, uh, God started opening doors up. I, I reached out to some to Brian Nelson um, from the Bridge, which is a local church here in the Chicagoland area. Uh, reached out to some friends locally and in in different states, and said, "Hey, I'm available if you need me to lead worship." Just because I I needed to, you know, I wanted to just I guess sort of replace some income. Oh, long story. Mm. So I have been leading worship at different churches, but the cool thing about that is that I'm meeting so many people and I'm learning so many things about just the different houses in our, in our, in our area. And, um, I am really, really excited because I have a friend, my friend, my closest friend, Kelly, we have been dreaming up women's ministry or a women's ministry, um, sort of project for a couple of years now. And I finally, for the first time, I think we're both coming to a place in our lives where we have, where we, where we can pull this off the thing that we've been dreaming. So that is, that is what I am. I'm prayerfully letting God lead the way, but I'm, I'm hoping that, um, as we dream this up, that it will come to fruition. So, and really what, what it is, is, um, women's ministry is a tough ministry because I think we try to like, we try to cover all of the different types of women. You know, you have Jane, the cop, and you have Martha, the homemaker, and then you have, you know, Betsy, the, the older lady. Like you have all of these types. And we try to, we try to like appease all these different types of women. It never works. It's hard. And all women, these women don't want to come. These don't, you know. Um, when a few years ago, uh, Kelly and I and another couple of girls, we got together and we had these worship and testimony nights. And what we found was that the one common denominator with women is that our insecurities are going to drive us to this, this judgment, this criticism, this, this, I guess, bondage to comparison and competition. And it, it divides us, right? But once we get all of our stuff out on the table, once we share our testimonies, once we share the things that God's doing in our life, um, it, it, creates this unity. So we had about six or seven women. We did this about three times that shared anything from like real raw stories, sexual abuse, um, uh, eating disorder, mental illness, 
uh, chronic Ill- chronic disease. So they all shared their testimony and how God was working in their lives. And I'm telling you, worship in response and around. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful night. And I, Kelly and I are hoping that we can kind of take our friendship and our experiences and help facilitate that at the local churches and um, and just say, thank you, God, for what you're doing in the lives of these women mm-hmm. and allow women to be vulnerable. And I mean, so many women in the um, congregation, those worship nights were like, I never knew that you dealt with that. I, I've dealt with that too. And, and can, can we talk, you know, that kind of thing. So that's what I'm hoping. That's, that's, that's what is on the, um, the horizon. I'm hoping and praying God willing. And that's great. Our stories can, uh, bring us together. That's right. That's awesome. That's right. right. They can bring us together. Yeah. So just because you're talking to worship leaders, the traveling and leading, is that something that you're hoping to do a little more of as well? I'm really, I'm actually really, I'm for this season, I'll let that, you know, could change. Um, but for this season, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying the people that I get to meet. Um, uh, and, and because women's ministry is on my heart, there's so many female worship leaders that I feel like I've kind of been able to either just connect with, um, encourage, um, so that that's really, that's really a good thing too. I wouldn't have been able that's to awesome. do that if I would have stayed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, okay. So we, in, we end inter- every interview with the same question. We call it the big room question. So uh, if we gathered every worship leader, production leader, and all of their volunteers just in one big room, and we gave you a microphone, what would you want to share with that group? Oh, man. Can I get a little preachy? Do it. <laughs> Please do. Do it. Okay. A little preachy. I, I'm finding um, that there's a sense of urgency in, in, um, in the body, in the, in the church, right? We're in a time where... We, we need to start arming up for battle. Um, I heard this thing recently from a pastor that if you're not heading into battle, you're heading into bondage. I love that. And as worship leaders, we're the facilitators. We're, worship is the weapon. Mm-hmm. So I have been going through this process where God is purifying my life. And um, I came across this verse in Amos which is sort of a random thing. And I had to write it down. <clears throat> Amos six, it says, woe to those who lie in beds of ivory and stretch themselves out on their couches and eat lambs from the flock and calves from the midst of the stall who sing idle songs to the sound of the harp. And like David invent themselves for instruments of music who drink wine and bowls and anoint themselves with the finest oils, but are not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. And that was really convicting to me. And I wrote some, I wrote a little paragraph out in response to that verse. I'm going to read this paragraph if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is to, this is to the worship leader in me. And, and as God is teaching me these things, I'm hoping that this would be an encouragement to any worship leader who's listening, listening. Distraction and compromise is a spiritually fatal force that the devil is working overtime on to ensnare believers. We are stained. We call ourselves an army, but an army who has no idea of their, their enemy's strategy and how they will be defeated or how the enemy is trying to strategize to 
assault the church, right? Mm -hmm. So we binge for hours on TV shows and TikTok, and we're putting things before our eyes and ears, and we no longer feel shame. We worship the God of comfort. So just to find, we find relief in things like shopping and substance and gossip and revenge and toxic foods and social media. But if we gave God just an hour of the time that we spend on our phones, think about how that would change things in our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I, um, I'm actually asked this question um, by these like starry eyed believe, you know, these little, these little wonderful little young things that are like, I want to be a worship leader. I look at this really like from, you know, from my perspective here on the ground and I see the stage and it's really awesome and they look awesome and they sing awesome. And they asked me, so what should I learn? What should I do? How should I, how, how can I make it to be a worship leader? And I'm like, be prepared to suffer because 99% of being a worship leader is the personal is personal worship. It's 1%. It's the overflow that worship leading is the overflow of your entire personal worship space and worship is a sacrificial act it's is getting as low as possible before god it's a reflection of reality and you know so if 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 the if worship is a life sacrifice and given up as an offering and it's meant to be made you know we're meant to be made low before god and exalting him to his proper place like our role as the leader is to model that in our daily lives and so it's like are we are we doing that or are we spending most of our time distracted and living a compromised life. And so my, my exhortation to worship leaders is now is the time. Start purifying your relationship with God. If you are going to be a worship leader, remember that it is 99% of that private life, that lifestyle, that makes the difference in that 1% that you uh, give out on stage in a congregation. Are you in the secret place? Do you know God? Do you know him? Because people can see that if you're not spending time in the secret place, they know they can see. So that's my encouragement. Like now is the time. Start purifying your relationship with God. Make it a lifestyle. Um, This is what God is doing in me, you know, God is spirit. God is the hour is coming. The true worship, when, when the true worshipers will, will worship the father in truth and spirit and God, is, the father is seeking such people to worship him. You know, God is spirit. Let's pray. Let's get in the truth. Let's get the, you know, let's get our lives back to a lifestyle of worship before we get out and we model that to a congregation. So that is, I know it's like sort of preachy, but that's what God is teaching in my life. And we needed it. We need it. We need it. Boy, thanks for getting so preachy. Good. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Tara, thank you so much uh, for your time and thanks for pouring into us and, and, and into the people who listen. And um, so they can find you. Your Instagram is I'm Tara Cruz, right? I am T A R A C R U Z. It is right. But I haven't been on social media for two years. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, guys, reach out to her. And sometimes process. in 2024, she'll get back to you. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, <laughs> I you know, I am totally fine with uh, with people having my email, though, if they ever wanted to reach out that way. Yeah, and it's, awesome. uh, you gave it to me, too. It's Tara Cruz. 20. 20 at gmail.com. Yeah, I don't know what the 20 <laughs> is. It was just, 
everything else was taken. Um, but yeah, like I, you know, I, I'm not on social media and that is a, that is a part of, you know, part of this purification process. Um, just because in my own life, it was, it was not doing my soul good. Um, but, but I, I would like, you know, yeah, please, if, if there is anybody that has a question that, that needs some encouragement or I'd love to pray with you, email me. Um, there you go. That's awesome. Tara so, Cruz 20 at Gmail. Don't spam her with weird forwards though. Yes. Don't. <laughs> I'm don't. always entertained with weird forwards. So I have a kind of a weird sense of humor. It's uh, good. It's good. <laughs> So, well, Tara, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for sharing your story. I know those are some vulnerable moments. Thank you for sharing that. And, and, uh, thanks for pouring into our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Faithfulness, man, that we would all be known that word man what a that's a i want to talk to her more <laughs> i do too yeah <laughs> that went I by too fast we need to do that again went, we need to do that again went by way too fast yeah absolutely man guys thanks so much for listening remember to go subscribe wherever it is that you're getting this podcast that way you never have to search for us we just show up bright and early tuesday morning ready to greet you and do us a favor go on over to apple podcasts and leave us a five-star rating with a nice review, drop some nice words in there. It just helps to get the message of the podcast out in front of more people because we think that this is something that adds value to people's lives. And thank you so much for following us on all of the socials at, at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And you can even find us over in the cesspool of Twitter <laughs> by searching the hashtag Worship Leader Probs. <laughs> Oh, you got me good on that one, man. You got me good on that one. Yeah. And guys, we love to engage with you on all those platforms. So thanks for engaging. Uh, we, we love that mm -hmm. about you guys. Uh, we love that about this community. A uh, huge thanks to our friends at Maven Media Productions. Uh, they're doing the editing of the podcast, all the visuals that you see, video excerpts, all that stuff. Uh, they're incredible. And they could do the same for you, for your church or your ministry. You, you've got a, a secular company or a business yeah. of some kind. You need some social media help or website development. Hit them up, mavenmediaproductions.com. They're amazing people. They'll crush it for you, I promise. Uh, and thanks to Scott Hoke for our voiceover intro. Guys, we love you. Thanks for listening to episode 162 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. And until next time, deuces. Smell you later. <laughs>